Note to self, you can talk to God about it. Have you ever felt depressed, literally out of nowhere? Like you'll be good Monday, you'll be good Tuesday, you'll be good Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday, out of the blue, you find yourself feeling sad. You find yourself contemplating all sorts of life questions like, what am I doing with my life? Why don't I have a successful career? Where's my husband? And all sorts of random questions would just come up. And then you find yourself just feeling like, nah. You know, you can't really put words to it, but you find yourself feeling sad. Sometimes you can pinpoint the reasons why. Maybe you heard a conversation that triggered some thoughts, or maybe you were talking to someone and they asked you some questions that triggered um, you questioning yourself and stuff like that. But that is what I want to kind of get into today, the feeling of just not feeling like you have the answers to the things that have been on your mind, which then leads to you just spiraling into a state of depression. And I wanted to encourage you to just talk to God about it. You can literally talk to God about anything. I remember when I was younger and we used to have youth meeting at church, one of the things that kind of got me into praying more was when um, my pastor taught us that Prayer is really a conversation with God. It doesn't require anything fancy. You don't have to sound like an English professor. You don't have to sound like the sister who always sits in front that speaks in tongues and all those extra things. You just have to go to God and be like, you know what, God? This is how I feel. I feel frustrated. I feel sad. I I feel angry if it is you're feeling angry. And in light of all that's happening in the world right now, I mean... Feelings of fear, feelings of anxiety, feelings of frustration, all that is normal. And you can go to God and tell him exactly how you feel. You're not being disrespectful, as some people might make you want to feel or think, you know. You're not um, flying in the face of God or anything. I mean, God already knows what you're feeling. He already knows what you're thinking. So you might as well just open up and, and, and just let it out. You know, you might think, well, if he already knows how I'm feeling, if he already knows how I'm thinking, why do I still have to go and talk to him? Well, it's because we, you and I both know how good it feels at times to just talk to someone and get certain things off of our chest. That is the same feeling you will experience. And the beautiful thing about talking to God about how you're feeling at the moment or how you've been feeling, is that, like, you know, when you talk to other people, maybe you can talk about the same thing twice, maybe, depending on who you're talking to. But after a while, people will get tired of you coming to them about the same thing over and over again. God is not like that. You can talk to God about the same thing as much as you want until it's completely out your system. Now, mind you, as you talk to him, you might feel a nudge to do this or read a particular sp- scripture or do a particular thing that may put you in a better mood listen to that voice and do whatever it is you feel most inclined to do at that time you know Uh, another thing that I really want to touch on in light of all of this is that not because you're a Christian means that you're immune to 
feeling depressed. Not because you're a Christian means that you're supposed to be strong all the time. Some people walk around and make us think that because we're Christians, we're not supposed to show no sign of weakness. We're not supposed to cry. We're not supposed to be negative in any sense. First of all, we're human beings. So by virtue of being a human being, we're going to experience certain emotions. We're going to get angry. We're going to get upset. We're going to feel sad. We're going to feel frustrated. We're going to feel demotivated at times. I think just going to him and being real and being honest, minus the bad words, of course, because, you know, depending on what you're dealing with, you may feel inclined to be extremely expressive. Let's not go down that road. But minus all of that, just just tell him how you feel, you know. After you would have poured your heart out to God, you can then consume like take it in as much as you can, as often as you can, as as needed. You can take in Isaiah fifty eight eleven from the Message Bible, which says, "I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry." Now. When you read something like that, you may not necessarily feel happy at the moment. I'm not saying that you're instantly going to get out of um, that low feeling that you've been experiencing. But what I find helps is when we take the time to break down the scripture and go it over a bit by bit and ask myself, what does this mean for me? What is my understanding of this? So we'll start by the first line where it says, I will always show you where to go. If it is that you're feeling lost, you're feeling like you're at a crossroads, you don't know what path to take where it comes to your life, your career, or whatever the case may be, God is telling you that he will always show you where to go. And that is something that we could all take comfort in. So in talking to him, you can ask him, God, what am I supposed to do at this point? You know, I had plans to do this or I have interest in this, but it doesn't seem possible. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen even more so with this whole virus going around and businesses are closing and X, Y, Z. Like, how am I supposed to still be successful at a time like this? How am I supposed to still prosper and do well? you know, at a time like this. And I can tell you that one response will come from Psalm 32, 8. And from the Good News translation, that says, I will teach you the way you should go. I will instruct you and advise you. And I love to take comfort in that scripture. And recently I added um, Isaiah 58, 11 to one of my favorites. I actually have them both on my phone as um, screensavers. Because sometimes we tend to forget what God has already done for us. Like, take a moment and, and think back on something that you have now, that you did not have before, that you know it's only God could have given it to you, whether it's the job you have now, whether it's the home you're living in, whether it's the car you're driving, whether it's the business you own that is that is successful or whether, or whatever the case may be. God is the one that helps you to get to that point. He's the one that opened the doors, connected you to the right people, gave you the idea to begin with. So now that you're feeling lost or you're feeling like you don't know what to do, he is reminding you, hey, I'm going to show you exactly where to go. And not only am I going to show you where to go, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. So we can take comfort in that. 
The scripture then goes on to say, I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Now, for me, this is my favorite part of the scripture because I'm sure you can identify with the fact that sometimes we want to accomplish certain things and just thinking about the goal itself is extremely overwhelming. And we tend to ask ourselves, how on earth am I going to accomplish this? Especially at this time or especially since I don't have certain resources, I'm not connected to certain people or whatever the case may be, like sometimes it feels out of reach, you know? Sometimes our goals seem out of reach. And when those feelings come, God is saying, I will give you a full life in the emptiest of places, meaning whatever it is you want to accomplish, that life that you are seeing, envisioning in your mind for yourself, it is still possible and I can make it possible, you know? Let's turn that off. (laughs) God is saying, you don't have to worry about whether or not you're going to live that dream life, you're going to have that dream home, or, you know, you're going to have that successful career. You already have it. Now it's just a matter of, really putting in the work to get to that point. And I think once we commit what it is we want to do to God and keep going to him every day, all the time, God, how should I do this? How should I go about accomplishing this? What is the first thing I should do? He will give you the answers. Then it goes on to say, firm muscles, strong bones. Well, let me read that over. It says, I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. Firm muscles, strong bones. Now, in light of what's happening now, we know with the spread of this virus and people being told to stay home, not go to work, work from home. Here it is, God is reassuring us that I will give you firm muscles, strong bones, meaning I will continue to keep you healthy. I will continue to keep you you know, strong so that you can do what it is you intend to do so that you can do what it is that I have already picked you to do specifically. So if it is that you're feeling fearful that, wow, I really don't want to get sick. I don't want to be one of those people that would have contracted the virus. God is reminding you that he will keep you healthy. He will give you strong bones and firm muscles. It is now a matter of do we believe that or are we going to continue to allow fear, to allow what other people are saying to wash away those thoughts and get the better of us? Then the latter part of the scripture says, you'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. Now, I love this whole scripture and when I dissect it, I love it even more because when you really think about what each line means for you, trust me, The possibilities are endless. Where he says, you'll be like a well-watered garden. Do you know what comes to mind when I think of a well-watered garden? Well, one, a beautiful garden. Whereas other places might be brown, my garden is green because it's well-watered. Two, when a garden is well-watered, flowers are blooming. You know, everything is just blossoming and it's just so attractive. You can't help but stop and take in the beauty of it and also a well-watered garden for me also speaks of abundance and I feel the same for the other line that says a gurgling spring that never runs dry God wants to set you up in such a way that you are able to be a blessing to other people you are able to stand out 
And that is what I get from those those two last sentences in the scripture. You will be like a well-watered garden, meaning you will be taken care of. A gurgling spring that never runs dry. That, for me, speaks of abundance. You will always have. When something never runs dry, it's always being replenished. So even as you give, you're going to be receiving. As you release, things are going to be coming back to you. If you really take the time to just meditate on Isaiah 58 and 11, as it has done for me, I hope that it will lift you up and encourage you as well. I highly recommend the Bible app. Um, I think it's a great resource. I like to use it because it has so many different translations that you can um, choose from so that you can get um, a better understanding of scripture. Not everything is King James. I mean, it's 2020. Sometimes a scripture from the King James Version may not have as may not have the same punch as the same scripture from the Message Bible, for example or from the New Living Translation. So I highly, highly, highly recommend you getting that app. So you go before God, you say to him, God, this is where I'm at. This is how I feel. As simple as that. You don't have to have all the words. Again, you don't have to sound like an English professor. You just have to be honest. And then God is telling you, or he's encouraging you rather, to focus on, lean into, and really meditate on Isaiah 58 and 11. And just again, just so you can get it in your system, I'll read it again. And it says, I will always show you where to go. I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places, firm muscles, strong bones. You'll be like a well-watered garden, a gurgling spring that never runs dry. So here it is. In this one scripture alone, God is promising to give you direction. He's promising to give you guidance. He's promising to give you a full, happy, abundant life. He's promising to give you health. He's promising to give you strength. And he's also promising to bless you in such a way that others have to take notice. When you walk past a well-watered garden, tell me if I'm lying. You're going to stop and say, wow, that looks really good. That's beautiful. That's gorgeous. You know, so now it's just a matter of us, like I said, leaning into this scripture, meditating on it. Whenever those feelings of fear or anxiety or doubt pop in, we just go back over that scripture. It, it's definitely been helping me because these last couple of days, I don't know why, but I've just been feeling so sad and demotivated. And this is before... Well, I want to, it's before coronavirus started to make its rounds, but the whole spread of the virus has definitely contributed to me feeling the way that I feel, but I won't say it's the reason why I've been feeling how I'm feeling. Honestly speaking, I don't even know why I've been feeling so sad and so depressed and so demotivated lately. And it's been a struggle trying to pull myself out of that feeling it literally feels like I have on a t-shirt and I can't take it off that's how weighed down I've been feeling I try my best to do different things to lift my spirit and watch funny videos and stuff like that and I would laugh for a while 
but then the feeling would come right back. It'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm, enjoy those five minutes. Enjoy that half an hour of, you know, laughter and fun. But I'm going to come back. I'll give you a break, but I'll come back. That's how I've been feeling. And it wasn't until um, I was in Bible study that my pastor reminded all of us, just as an encouragement as we all go through this challenging time, that, you know, you can talk to God. Tell God exactly how you feel. You don't have to pretend to be strong all the time. If you're feeling faithful, tell him you're feeling faithful. If you're feeling doubtful, frustrated, angry, sad, just tell him exactly how you feel. And for some reason, that was exactly what I needed to hear. Because even though I've been feeling low, even though I've been feeling sad, the one thing that I have not been doing is talking to God about it. So after Bible study was over, I think the next morning, I I just told him how I felt. I said, God, it's like I have these things that I want to accomplish, these goals that I want to accomplish, and I feel like they're so far away. I feel like they're almost impossible. And I even went on to say that I haven't even been feeling motivated to do anything to move towards that goal. I don't know if you ever felt that way, but that is just how I've been feeling. And I felt relieved afterwards knowing that, you know what, I got it off my chest. I don't have to walk around trying to be superwoman anymore. I don't have to walk around pretending like everything is okay. I I got exactly how I was feeling off my chest. And then my pastor also reminded us of the scripture I shared with you. Again, it's Isaiah 58 and 11. And I um, um, I read it from the Message Bible. And just reading that scripture, I was, first of all, I was like, I did not know that scripture was in the Bible. So yeah, don't judge me. I did not know that scripture was in the Bible. And it could not have come at a better time. Again, talk to him about it. Tell him exactly how you feel. And after you've talked to him about how you're feeling, ask him to direct you. Say, God, what can I do? What can I do right now to get back on track? What can I do right now that is going to help me to get closer to those goals that I've set for myself? What should my next step be? Mind you, when you ask that question, you have to be willing to do whatever instructions God gives you. If he says, well, I'm going to need you to spend less time on social and more time really locking down on doing this because it's going to lead you to your goals, I'm going to need you to pick back up that book that you got on business and read it, start to read it again. I'm going to need you to sign up for this class. I'm going to need you to disconnect from certain people because they're really not helping you. They're not feeding you. They're not encouraging you. They themselves are really toxic and really negative, And that is contributing to you being weighed down. Whatever instructions that will come, you have to be willing to do them because if not, you're going to find yourself stuck in that same position come a few weeks or a few months from now possibly even a few years from now, and I'm really hoping it doesn't get to that point. Whatever instructions he gives, just know that behind those instructions or behind following those instructions is going to be 
you getting closer to accomplishing your goals, you connecting with the right people, you feeling motivated again to do what it is that you have to do to get the things that you want. You know, when you ask someone a question or you ask someone for something and you look forward to it, that is the kind of attitude of man you have to have after you would have asked God for direction, after you would have asked him, what is my next step? You have to be eager for the answer. You have to be um, in a state of expectancy for the answer. It is during that time, too, you have to be very mindful of what it is you're consuming because if it is that you're taking in the negativity that is surrounding us right now, that will only drown out God's voice. As hard as it's going to be to stay off of social media to see what the latest talk is or turn on the news, know that you're trying to get your mind right and still go after your goals despite what's happening you're going to have to filter and that means you're going to have to be very particular in what you take in the things you watch the things you listen to the kind of conversations that you have because our words are life or death because if you don't the negativity is going to contaminate you and that contamination as I said is going to drown out God's voice So after you've told him exactly how you felt, as you continue to meditate on the scripture and you wait for the answers, you wait for the instructions, you have to be very, very mindful with what you consume. Right now, I can tell you, when people send me stuff on the coronavirus, I'm not going to lie, I would look at it. If it's a video, I might play the first couple of seconds. And if I realize this is not going to help me in any way, shape, or form, I don't even continue. If they send a message and I quickly scan through it and realize that it's either something that's bogus or something that isn't going to be beneficial for me at this point, I don't even share it. I don't even entertain a conversation about it because, as I told you, I haven't been feeling my best. You know, so I have to now practice what I'm telling you and I have to be very mindful with the things I watch, the things I listen to and how I speak. I have been trying my best to be very mindful with how I talk because even though I haven't been feeling my best, I can't let my words reflect that. My words have to now reflect how I want to feel, which is happy and joyful and encouraged, motivated, etc. So I I try not to entertain certain conversations about what's happening or just general negative conversations at all. I try my best to shut it down without being disrespectful to anyone or being rude to anyone because I just can't allow that in my spirit right now. It's not going to help me. It's actually going to keep me where I am and that's not what I'm about right about now. So you have to be very, very, very picky with the kind of information you take in and the kind of conversations that you entertain. I understand the need to stay informed and that's great, but you can stay informed and not be completely consumed by all the news articles. You can spend a few minutes reading an article, seeing what the latest updates are, and then quickly find something to keep your spirit lifted. If you are extremely sensitive, perhaps just not even watching the news at this point may be a good alternative but you have to know how you are and you have to know what works best for you at the end of it all you have to also be prepared to do the work because it really boils down to how bad do you want the life 
that you have been constantly envisioning for yourself? Are you going to put in the work? That is a question only you can answer. So my note to self, to us again, is we can talk to God about it. We can literally talk to God about anything. He's not going to judge. You can go to him as many times as you want about the same thing. You just have to believe his word when he gives you that encouragement. And you also have to be willing to do the work. I want to thank you so much for listening. I know I've been MIA. I don't want to bore you with the details. But what I will say is I was struggling with consistency and I'm trying to get back on track. So please pray for me. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for remaining a subscriber of Note to Self Diaries. I really hope that something that I would have mentioned throughout this talk would have been encouraging or motivating to you. Take care of yourselves and I will talk to you in the next episode of Note to Self Diaries.